morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. So, um, apologies, I've been offline for like four or five days. Like I've been traveling, moving around a lot, coming back to base, and I was just exhausted by the entire, you know, the trip and the process and all that. So, but anyway, I'm back now. I'm back to base, back to my <laughs> my warm tropical environment. So, um, I'm just going to get right into it. You know, there's a lot of things that happen in life that make me just... I'm always on the lookout for clues, things that validate what I read in the Bible and, you know, about the scriptures and just, you know, the biblical account of things. It's important because I think God gave us, you know, mind so that we could be rational and we could think and, you know assess things by ourselves i mean if god didn't want us to retain a rational mind he could have made us zombies or made us like you know artificial intelligence and unable to think for ourselves but the reason why man is able to rebel against god is because god has allowed us to make choices and just to reason things out in our own way and what i like one of the things i really really like about god is actually this free choice and free will thing which is why anywhere that i see that my sign for, you know, my temperature gauge for knowing whether God is in something or not is when I see people trying to stop people from being able to speak up, you know, to when I see that there is no freedom, you know, whether you whether it's in a Christian setting, in quote, or a faith, you know, once I see that fear of speaking, I can already tell who is in charge of that environment. Because one thing that God does, or freedom of action, or freedom of belief, or, you know, when people, you know, because God himself doesn't micromanage anybody's life. In fact, really, that's why the world the world is the way it is. He says, I've given it, because from the day he decided that he created the earth, created man in it, and gave it to man, he gave man, you know, full control over everything that happens on the earth. Unfortunately, man gave it to the devil, which is why we are here right now. But because God did also did not permit angels to physically rule the earth we don't have angels physically ruling but they are manipulating behind the scenes but they always have to walk through men so at the end of the day the evil on the earth is still perpetuated by men and anywhere where men do not allow that evil to to exist it will not exist the devil does not have the authority even now even as the in quotes prince of the world Simply because he doesn't have a physical body and he's not a human being. He does not have the right to do anything on earth without the permission of men. So, he, which is why he has this elaborate, ongoing communications campaign. Where he's painting everything that is touched by God as being evil. Everything that is God's way of doing things has been wrong and everything that is opposite has been right, has been acceptable, has been glorious, has been... The entire world is completely anti-Christ and anti-God you know, and anti and anti-Bible. When you read, you know, the body of work that is going into, into studies that are trying to invalidate what God, what the Bible, you know, teaches and what is the Bible tells us is God's perspective... To the point that even we that are Christians, hmm. as in at a stage, so, you know, some things 
the 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 campaign is so potent the in fact that's what it is a campaign because i'm a communications manager and consultant and it's a real campaign there's a campaign to make us think less of the biblical perspective of so many things on sex on sexuality on marriage on the world on poverty on on you know what is right and what is wrong and i must confess that campaign is quite um, yeah because it gets i mean even uh, yeah you know but my pain in all of this is that even the christians we ourselves I believe that the church itself has an identity crisis right now because we ourselves don't even know who we're supposed to be. Because the church is not supposed to be trying to be like the world. In fact, the church is supposed to be very, very different from the world. So the church is not supposed to be a place that is welcoming to everybody in that sense, in that you must be somebody who is tired of the world. That's why you are coming to the church. You cannot be okay. Because if at the end of the day, the world is where, you know, the world has created a space that gives you expression for yourself, then really you shouldn't be coming to the church. I, do you understand what I'm saying? The church is not for everyone. Even though God says that we should go out and preach the gospel to everybody, so evangelism, yes, we'll evangelize everybody, but the coming into the church is not everybody that will come. It's just like how you do marketing. I mean, like I said, I do communications for a living. Marketing, in fact, even marketing, you don't target everybody. So it's a little, marketing is a little bit different because marketing, marketing actually, you target the people that you believe are your audience base or your client or your customer base but even when you target that whole set of people only a few will convert in fact a typical i mean and there's what you call a conversion rate so for me for instance um i did some courses recently and i found out that my conversion rate was about eight percent so if i needed to get at least 200 if i needed to get um about 20 people into that room for the course i need at least 200 people to register out of those 200 about eight to ten percent will convert so until i get that 200 i have to continue pushing my marketing 200 registered now even though 200 are registered 500 many more people will have seen the um, communication that will not even have done it would have clicked scrolled past and all that but so success number one is getting 200 people registered success number two is converting x amount of them and i checked online for a lot of people they say oh three percent conversion five so six seven eight eight to ten which is what we did by the glory of god for the first course we launched it's quite good what am i trying to say even though we say the gospel jesus has told us to preach the gospel to all the ends of the earth not everybody will receive it and it's fine i think we have made a mistake in christianity particularly in the church by trying to be everything to everyone no we're not i mean read the bible really because now we have these spaces in church where i don't even get it the church should be the place for believers and i think it's because of all this come to church come to church thing that we've been preaching i'm beginning to think that it the church should actually be the place for the people who have received and converted and then evangelism should be taking place in the world outside there in the world so ministries should be going out into you know offices and i'm not saying going out i mean as been raising disciples who can go into the world and actually evangelize people and convert them while they're in the world because what we now have is i don't know and maybe i'm just i don't know if this is wrong but you know but that's the way i'm thinking it because 
and anyway what am i even saying because actually the problem is not just about the church as a space but i think even from a leadership and a doctrine perspective people are more concerned about physicalities than spirituality so we're more concerned about church being full on sunday so yes bring everybody in we're more concerned about yeah the financial health of the church so whatever yeah so fundraising and all of that and we're more concerned about yeah building projects having a nice space that everybody can worship and everybody can see so all those externalities of success is what we're more concerned about so what has suffered spirituality what has suffered the identity of what it means to be a christ what has suffered true christian discipleship what has suffered true real application of the gospel and true examples of believers so when people in the world are looking for um, examples of piety they're not finding it in christians why because a typical christian from the kind of doctrines that we hear today particularly in the circles and the spaces where in inhabit in my space in southern nigeria once you come to church every sunday you're a good christian once you pay your tithes and your offerings regularly you're a good christian once you contribute to building projects you're a good christian what else you do outside of that so long as yeah you know you you be yeah nobody really cares nobody really cares there is more effort put to things that have to do with um financial success uh, and getting ahead than there is to actual spiritual growth now of these two which one do we think that god values sometimes i listen recently i'm beginning to wonder that are we all not reading the same bible Anyway, this was a digression. But where what I'm trying to say is that everyday things happen to me, happen that make me really believe the Bi- the Bible. The world, I as in I'm not saying that even from the Bible. I'm saying I see things going in the going on in the world and I say, "Oh yes, God, you're right." For instance, this irrational hatred of Israel. <laughs> Honestly, the last three months have been really bizarre for me. Now, let me first of all say this. I am not exactly the greatest fan of modern Israel. In other words, I I do not support a lot of their policies. I'm a Christian, I'm a born again Christian. I love God and you know, Jesus was an Israelite, he was a Jew, the whole story of Abraham. I mean, yes, I'm all for that. But modern day Israel, you know, I've I, I'm not in support of the way in which the state has been run. And of course, even in the Bible, you can see that even God was not in support of what the kings were doing and he judged them. So me saying that is not anything, whatever. Fine. But I've started. I, the first time I was aware of this thing called anti-Semitism was one day I was in in a taxi in London many years ago, like over ten about ten years ago. And this taxi driver, who by the way wasn't so talkative, immediately we drove through a particular neighborhood. Just there saying, I just heard him using certain words. I see them. Anyway, I just realized that. Okay, so this guy was Arab. You know, was from an Arab-speaking com- company um, com- um, country. I'm not sure which of them, you know, he was, anyway, he was Muslim, either Arab or Pakistani or whatever, but he was Muslim and generally of that, you know. So he just started saying, look at them, and he started using derogatory words and literally all these women were doing were just crossing the road. And that's when I realized that we were passing through a Jewish community. And then that's how I also realized that there are, in quotes, Jewish communities in in London, you know what I mean. So all of that, he, I just got a whole cultural education just in the five minutes I was in that cab ride. But what struck me was what was coming out from him just by seeing them 
crossing the road. I mean, it's like me literally just like driving through any community and you're looking at the people in that community and all and such vile and bile is coming out. So to myself, I just said, oh my goodness, this is an issue. This Because I knew at that point that this guy is not just talking from one person's perspective. He's speaking for a whole community. And I was like, if these people have any opportunity to do anything to these people, they're sitting dock. So I'm not so surprised by the protests that we've been seeing all around London and all those kind of major cities in support of Palestine. And for me, it's not really in support of Palestine. It's against Israel. That's, this is my own personal view. Why do I say so? And what is shocking to me is that there have been conflict all over the world. In the past few years, these people didn't come out like this. They didn't come out against Russia and Ukraine. In Nigeria, they've been killing people since I didn't see one soul on the street. I didn't see the kind of commentary. I didn't see protests on campuses. I did not see anything close to this. I have, you know, initially when the whole, whenever I see people like, you know, bashing Israel, to me, I'm like, oh, yes, actually, because, you know, for me, eh, I don't defend things based on who is involved. So when, even if somebody that is close to me that I love, that I know is right, does something that I believe is wrong, I will still say, it doesn't mean I will change my opinion about you as a human being, but I'm like, yeah, I love you, you're nice, you're good, you do a lot of good things, but this one is bad. So I used to take it like, yes, actually, Israel actually. And to be honest, they're not very friendly to black people. I mean, for me, one turning point was when I saw a video of a soldier, an Ethiopian soldier that was being um, attacked by israeli police and he was really and i was like oh my goodness i know there's this whole history about ethiopia and the jews again all written in the bible solomon and the um the, the queen of ethiopia and also the the eunuch that philip melt so the biblical accounts and please by the way in case you're not aware biblic the bible is a very solid historical document in other words in history the bible is counted as one of the books they use to find out what happened in different kingdoms at different times because other because the bible account always correlates with archaeological findings as they begin to happen as well as historical findings so generally speaking the bible on the account of the kings and the kingdoms and all the things it talks about of the ancient kingdoms it is historically accurate where people have a difference of opinion is when they, they when they attribute certain things to god you know what i mean uh -huh. the god aspect but the human aspect no, no, no. There is no dispute to a very large extent. So, and then, of course, when he talks about the first Adam, Adam, you know, and all of that thing, you know, but once he starts talking about the kingdoms and the reign of the kingdoms and what they did, there are other historical accounts that validate those things. And then the archaeological findings, the ruins that are found much later on, always validate scriptural accounts. So, the Bible, talking about how valid the Bible is. So, for me, that, I mean, I'm in seminary, so I got to learn about a lot of these things. So, for me, what is like, I'm like, what is it that will make all these people come out like this? I mean, the last time we saw this kind of process was Black Lives Matter. This is even bigger than Black Lives Matter because this has also involved countries that really, really didn't even like Black Lives Matter and did not whatever. I think what has been surprising to me is also seeing, you know, the black community, particularly in the U.S., also rise. And okay, I understand that they sort of, this to them, this is like apartheid and blah, 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 all of that. What I can't get my head around is how people justify what happened on October 7. Now, I live in a country where we have seen this kind of terrorist attacks. People just coming unprovoked and killing people. For me, I, 
the attack by Hamas in October 7. And apologies if this this is becoming a little bit more political, but I'm trying to say this just about my helping to understand the Bible, and I'm going to bring this back to the Bible um, shortly. For me, I saw that image of the paragliders coming into the concert and chasing people down and people running away from the concert um, venue like chickens being chased in a to a, a across a farmland that image has stayed in my life my mind and the concert goers they were young i saw young women and with uh, young men and women running for their lives they were not soldiers they were civilians that image for me is what has made me take a position on who is right and who is wrong I do not see anything that justifies that. That is one. So I would never. So if there is a retaliation or there is a um, there is a response to the evil that happened on October seven, of which there is a lot of videos to show what exactly happened, and of course hostages still in custody, but there are dead bodies on the ground to show what really happened. So we're not even disputing one thousand two hundred killed in one day within twenty four hours. Any nation state, so whatever happened after that, we cannot start talking from October 8th. The conversation has to start from October 7. Because that was the immediate cause. Which does not justify what has happened with Israel afterwards. I don't I don't justify that. But what I'm trying to understand is that okay, all of this I am um anti-Israel, you know, whatever that is coming out. Okay, that's good. I'm assuming, or, or rather, okay, but, um, you know, I'm assuming that this means that the people doing this would do the same for every life. If this happened anywhere else in the world, they would do the same. But no, even while this is ongoing, there are other attacks of people there. In fact, there's an ongoing conflict in Sudan that the whole world did not even pay any attention to. Nobody cares. So for me, and I think as an African, and I do understand, I mean, I, anybody, the people that are out on the streets, I think is good because, I mean, I won't say I think it's good, but like you use your life and you can do what you want. But as an African, I think I need to be more, we need to look at things a little bit more before we decide where we swing. That's just the way I'll put it. And I recognize everybody's coming from this with a different perspective and a different whatever, but this is just my perspective. So what I see very clearly is that this is what it appears to me that anything that involves the Jews, you would almost certainly get a negative reaction from majority of the world. And they would support, I mean, for me, the palace, the kind of um, alliance that I've seen. I, I mean, <laughs> I have lived long enough to see how the same groups that are marching now in favor of Palestine are the same groups who were very anti-Muslim after 9-11. It is not making any sense to me. So these are co communities that have never come together on anything. Are united in marching. My, I mean, I, as far as I'm concerned, they're not marching for Palestine. They're marching against Israel. That's the point I'm trying to make. I'm so, apologies for taking so long to get here. And the only reason, and because again, I understand, again, remember I started this about saying how the devil is communicating, is matching things behind the scenes. I believe that this is all, that 
hatred that people have instinctively for Israel. Even people that are normally not invested in Middle East issues, they don't really care about world peace. You know, we don't see them marching on everything. The death of people in Nigeria does not mean anything. Persecution of Christians does not mean anything. Tens of thousands, you know, they don't care what happens anywhere else in the world, but they will literally pick up a flag, walk out of their house and march 10 kilometers anywhere, anything that has to do with Israel or the Jews. It is because at the end of the day, the Bible does say that Israel is God's heritage. And I don't mean this modern state Israel. Well, Israel, yeah, the people of Israel are God's people. For me, this whole reaction, which is over the top, because this world has never been, if this world was as principled as they are claiming to be, every a lot of what of the conflict that has been happening in Africa should not have been given the 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 oxygen to continue the way it has. People turn a blind eye. We are suffering it in Nigeria, so I know. So clearly there's something else at stake here. And again. This is, I'll be very clear, this is not that I'm, I'm supporting the state's action of Israel. I, I, anything that leads to the death of um, women, of innocent civilians, I'm, I'm 100% against it. What I can't understand is how people are invalidating the crimes of what happened in October 7. So I cannot, um, for, for my mind, I cannot justify October 7. And if standing with or protesting against Israel means that I have to justify what happened in October 7, then no, 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 no. That I will not be able, I will not do. Because I live in a country where we have those kind of attacks. And everything, in fact, even on this music, many times I have spoken about it. It hasn't affected my community, but I can't even, I am, for me, the fact that it is happening even in my country as I speak, these kind of attacks are happening. Civilians in their home, not doing anything. People are coming to come and attack them because of some political thing. Okay, so fine. So if you, to my mind, if you can, if you think Hamas's um, actions on October 7 is justified, then Israel's re- response is also justified. That's, that's the point. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for helping me. I was really struggling to find the word. Thank you, help me. So that's it. Because both are unjustifiable, is my point. If you really want to take the moral high ground, both are inexcusable. So, when, for instance, the president of Harvard, you will ask a question about genocide, anytime you ask a question about the word genocide, it should be a no. There is no context in which genocide is okay. Because genocide is wiping out a whole tribe. And it's not possible that your problem will be with a whole, whole tribe. Most of the time, your, your problem is with a political system or a, a, a military unit that claims to be representing the interest of a tribe. And you do not have the right as an individual or a nation to seek to wipe out any tribal nation because God himself has, 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 has um, decreed the tribes and the nations. So for me, there is no jo- I, I can't match in support of one against the other. But then, when I see all this aggregation, so I think the state of Israel, I don't know if they understand what is happening spiritually. I know they do. Modern Israel doesn't. I don't know where they are. I mean, you know. Um, but for me, I've taken all this and been like, yes, 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 yes. It makes sense, yes. The devil has to make people hate Israel. 
I also have another theory about why the whole world seems to just hate black people. I believe that Adam must have been black. That's the only explanation for why. Because I've noticed that anything that God, anything that God had given a special position in the creation, the devil hates it and then organizes irrational hatred against it. So women also. Why? Because at the beginning of the, um, after the sin of Adam, God said that the seed of the woman will bruise the head of the serpent. And even Jesus came to, was, was birthed by a woman, of course, which was what that prophecy was about. So from that time till now, Satan has made sure there's a system in place on the earth that makes sure women are the most hated, violently treated, and I don't even know what to call, disparaged women on the face of the earth. And this happens across cultures. Even in countries where, I mean, for me, realizing that the level of misogyny is in, in, in my country, which is one of the highest in the world, is the same. Even in countries like it, almost, I mean, it's comparable with even democratic environments like America. So, three groups that I personally, as a social analyst, have identified that are targeted with irrational hatred, generally speaking, and I'm generalizing here black people everywhere in the world nobody they all hate black people i don't know what we did to them we were all we've ever been done is plundered and raped and colonized i mean really we have never gone to conquer any society we've not done anything to deserve the hate that we have everywhere but we have blackness universal anti-blackness everywhere in the world again i'm speaking generally there are spaces where and people and individuals that doesn't happen but yeah generally speaking black people are seen as, as the scum of the earth just for being black so number one number two jews and the state of israel so i believe that anti-semitism is a thing and i didn't think so as much as i do after this war because i've seen it play out i've seen like i said if the world was this moral the world would not be the way it is so they ignore this whole coalition of people oh, oh, marching for palestine there are many things they don't match for so anyway so that's true then the third women and in all those three, I can find biblical examples for why the devil, who, by the way, is the prince of the world, would want to hate and target these groups of people specifically. And again, this is not to say, and I'm saying this again, you, you know, I, I don't know if any of this is making sense. I'm, well, yeah, it, it is what it is. Uh, this, this, so this for me, validates the biblical account of how we got here if israel was just a normal state and people were treating it normally honestly i will be i'll seriously doubt the bible i was seriously sure I, I would but because because if israel is really what the bible says it is then this world system and if first of all one if israel is really what the bible the bible says it is and true the satan is the god of this world according to the bible and it is really really true that the devil sinned and there's a devil and there's a god and that whole story that the bible that very you know compelling lord of the ring story that god has you know that entire good versus evil type thing going on there if that narrative is true there is no way that the nation that is at the heart of that entire plan of redemption because what happened was by the time satan then took over the world system God then had to bring in a savior. So God had to create, pull out a nation from the entire nations of the world that will 
that he will give first of all his covenant to, they will begin to follow him, and then he'll be able to bring a Messiah that will come in and then be a human being and also be teaching people within that system and then eventually change the world. So if there is such a station, a, a nation that has a, that had a special nation status with God, and those of us that studied international relations, you know what it's called by special nation status. Every country has some countries that they have special nation that they they give you a special nation status. So there are certain rights and privileges that they have over and above others. So Israel had that special nation status as far as the kingdom of God was concerned. Because God wanted to use them to birth the Messiah and then evangelize the whole world. If that account is true, then that nation must be hated by the entire world. Because the devil is in charge of the world. And... God is, and everything that God has done using Israel or the special nation status as a vehicle for messianic deliverance of the world is eventually is, 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 is eroding the, the, the devil's um, agenda. So it makes sense that there will be a coalition against that Israel. Israel must be attacked. They must be encircled by enemies. They must have no space to breathe. In fact, there must be a nation within them that will continue to press them. And that nation must be sufficiently positioned to be able to galvanize negative interests across the world, either through their religion. It must be such that that nation must have soft power influence that can activate interest from across the world it has to be that way so for me i'm like this makes sense this makes sense before now i was a little bit ambivalent about israel and all of that but now i'm like oh yeah okay i understand what i don't know and i'm sure because somehow they managed to keep that out is that is israel aware that there's a spiritual um connotation to all what they are going through because I think I hear them expressing so much pain and this goes that why is everybody because if you if you understand that it's spiritual, this is spiritual, then you you you, you understand it for what it is and you know that it's not gonna change and then you 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 find a way of dealing with it. It's not gonna change. Just like I know that the hatred of women in this world is not going to be changed. There'll be spaces and places where people will good people of conscience will protect women, but we until Jesus comes, women will continue to be vulnerable. Women will be, continue to be disparaged. I don't think we will ever bust the glass, glass ceiling or whatever. If a glass ceiling for me is even out of it. The, just that total disregard, that whole, I don't just even know. We will never be seen as equal. And unfortunately, it appears that that may be the same thing for black people as well. So I'll leave it at that point. But again, I'm just saying this to say that the Bible is true. The biblical account is true. So if everything the Bible is said is checking out, a book that was written thousands of years ago. Its account of, of occurrences and perceptions and even culture and perspectives is checking out with incidents that are happening today. Then, imagine what it means for the more serious things that the Bible tells us about faith in Christ, about holiness, about righteousness, about the fact that we will all give account one day of the kind of life that we have lived on this earth. Just think about what it would mean if everything the Bible says about what happens to people who do not obey the word of God or who walk away from him or who align with the devil in their faith, in their conduct and in everything that they do. Just think about what would happen to anyone 
who finds themselves on the wrong side on the last day of their lives or on the last day of this age. I will leave it at that. Thank you very much for listening. God bless you. Stay lifted and have a wonderful day in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you.